millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview looking ahead to Friday evening's FA Cup second round tie uh, up at Gateshead. My name is Louis Mendes. I hope you guys are well joining me uh, to look ahead to the clash with the Heat. First up, Mr. Nathan Muller. Hey, there, Nath. Hello, lads. I was about to say ladies then, but hello, lads. And obviously all the ladies and lads listening. Everyone. Yeah, doing good, mate. Everyone's welcome on the pod, mate. Exactly, everyone. And even things out of this... Uh, Interrestrial or extraterrestrial world? What one is it? I, I, to be honest, I have no idea where you're going. Nor do so. I, mate. Nor do I. Excellent. But and also joining us. Monday. Yeah, also joining us. Uh, we'll talk about that very shortly. Is uh, Mr. Tom Wallin, who's uh, well, more than happy to, to be back on the pod, I'm sure. I mean, how am I supposed to follow that? I know. What, I, was, I, was, I was put off by Nathan there, so I, I didn't even know how to introduce you there. Like, But it's great to have you, Tom. Good to see you. So on um, thanks. Yeah. I don't know whether I'm intraterrestrial or yeah, what, but I'm glad to uh, be here. Well, Nathan's definitely not human. But anyway, Joe, so on this week's uh, show, obviously, as I said, we'll be talking about uh, the clash with the Heat uh, coming up on Friday uh, evening. We're going to hear from Johnny Jackson ahead of that game. We've also got a little, a very tiny update from Jacko on his job prospects. Uh, we'll talk about Tuesday evening's Papa John's game uh, against Aston Villa. Uh, we've got your tweets and emails, and of course, we're going to hear from David from the Heat Army podcast as well. He's going to tell us a little bit more about our non-league opponents uh, on Friday evening. But before we turn our attention to that game, yeah, we should say um, a little bit of pod news. We're at the FSA, the Football Supporters Association Awards, uh, on Monday night. Uh, we were up again for the club podcast of the year. Again, we didn't win, um, but again, I, th- I thought we had a really good evening, Tom, at the uh, at the hotel in in Leicester Square. Yeah, really good fun, and and obviously. As we said before, just very nice to be nominated. Um, and yeah, a good evening. Obviously, it wasn't to be this year. But I think, as I said on, on social media after, we obviously don't do it for the awards. But it would have been nice, obviously, to win. But who knows? Maybe we'll get another year and another opportunity sometime. Well, I mean, that that sort of goes directly against what I'm about to ask Nathan, really. Because obviously, I mean, this is the third year we've been nominated by the FSA. But obviously, still haven't won. I mean, do you think maybe it is time that the FSA is disbanded? Uh, probably, mate, to be honest. Uh, they've obviously not listened to the uh, pod because this is unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, no, like Tom said. Oh, by the way, it's extraterrestrial. I was banging on about Google it. Um, but what they I made a film about that little chap, didn't they? Listen. <laughs> if no, they've listen. listened to that first minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm surprised we're nominated based on this rubbish so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically we've got a load of people that can't... Well, we've got one geezer that can't speak English. Which is good. So uh, yeah, great podcast. Um, no, but to, to clarify, <laughs> yeah, just me, just me. But no, I've, you know what? Like, it was, like Tom said, it was great to go. We don't do it for that, um, but it's great to be. You know, we are recognised to be shortlisted. So, um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a good night. But should they? They should probably just do a little bit more 
research into it. Better than <laughs> better than my research. It's yeah. uh, from the last game. What was the game where I got some random Waterlooville <laughs> where you started reeling off the manager from about five seasons previous. So uh, this this is lining up to be a great show already because we're playing another non-league team. Just to point out, uh, Nathan Gateshead is 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 just outside Newcastle. It's just on the south side of the river there in Newcastle and their, their manager just in case you're worrying you should have heard of him because he used to play uh, for Newcastle Mike Williamson all right so can you just write that down uh, before we carry on oh, there, there was one celebrity spotted though I mean there was a few celebrities spotted uh, spotted at the evening but um, Nathan I mean you bumped into a former Middlesbrough player yeah I can't say his first name but Mendieta was there and no one believed me you guys didn't believe me until he bowled up on the stage but, um, you can yeah, probably no. see why we don't believe you most of the time when you say stuff, yes. don't you, based on, again... No, to be fair, I don't even believe ever. myself, mate. So, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah no, it was, it, was, it, was, it was surprising to see him down there, yeah. I must admit. Yeah. Um, he just bowled up randomly. Yeah, but yeah, thanks again uh, to everyone who, who listens to the pod over the years. Yeah. It's uh, thanks to you that we get to go to these evenings and, and be disappointed once again. And uh, congratulations uh, to the lads uh, at, at the Northampton podcast, all cobblers to me. Uh, we did have them on the show last year. We are in the same league. They're a great show uh, and, and worthy winners, I'm sure. Right, let's uh, look ahead then. Uh, we've got Gateshead coming up on Friday. We're going to hear from Jacko in a few moments' time, uh, Tom. I imagine he knows who the uh, manager of Gateshead is. Um, but, I mean... Uh, you'll hear it. I asked Jacko in, in this little clip, but we go into this game, same as we do against Haven, same as we do in any game where, we go, where we're playing a non-league side, but particularly because we're on the telly, absolutely everyone wants us to lose. And there is this little bit of added pressure and it's absolutely vital that we turn up in the right frame of mind. Exactly right. Yeah, there isn't... Obviously, winning the game is a win, but it, it's expected. So you go on the TV and you lose. Obviously, as you say, we become... Certainly the first story of the FA Cup weekend. Uh, and if we do win the game, people will just shrug their shoulders and go, well, well, obviously they did. So, yeah, absolutely we need the right mindset. We've Obviously, I'm not going to say we're on a, a, a bad run of form because we've had two games where we perhaps haven't performed at our best. Um, but obviously that is a drop-off from the five or six games that we'd had before that. You know, it was a, a tough draw and then a, a tougher defeat. Um, so you are thinking, right, we need to bounce back from that. You would think non-league oppo- uh, opposition is a, is a perfect opportunity to do that. Uh, and obviously we had the game uh, yesterday night, as it is now, uh, as well, to, to get some minutes into players and, and to get a win, uh, whatever you think of the, the pizza trophy. So, yeah, look, if we come out of, of the end of this week and we've won two cup games, um, then I, I would look at that as a positive. I, I know the league is where we want to concentrate, but... You know, if we could get a big third round tie, that's obviously nice. You think back to that that Fulham away. You know, Fulham not the biggest side in the world, but at the time Premier League when we were in League One, and that was a good day out. If we were to get someone even bigger than that, obviously it would be it would be great for the fans. It would be great for the club. Um, but as I say, the league is is priority. But these sort of games can can breed confidence. If we get a win, we get some minutes in legs of players who aren't necessarily playing regularly in the league side. Then then that's all good as well. Um, but at the other end of all of that, if we lose, then uh, as I say, off the back of the last week of, of league games where it's been a little bit tougher, suddenly you're thinking, right, we need to, to rectify this quite quickly because games are pretty much Saturday, Tuesday or, or two games a week now, pretty much until sort of early January. So there's a lot of games coming thick and fast and this is not when you want to start getting on a on a low or a downward run. So, uh, yeah, it, for us, it is still a big game. And obviously, for Gateshead, it's huge. Yeah, and I guess the, the lesson we should have learned out of the Haven't game is, don't. I mean, don't... 
underestimate these teams. Obviously, Haven were in the National League South, Gateshead are in the National League North, and actually, Gateshead are, are flying in their division. So, you know, this is going to be a team full of confidence. It will be uh, the, the sniff of an upset uh, will be in the air, uh, Nathan, when we get up there. Of course it will. And, you know, ultimately, football is just, uh, you know, 11 blokes versus 11 blokes or 11 women versus 11 women. And um, anyone can win on a day. Sorry, any uh, extraterrestrials in there? Or? No, there were, I haven't seen the Martian League yet, but um, I haven't seen the uh, Belarusian League yet, but it might be part of that. But, um, yeah, it's just it's, it's 11 v 11 and anything can happen. It's their cup final. They're going to give everything they can. And if there's any chance or if, if it, if you know, if any of our players or the don't turn up or get complacent, that's when you get punished, and that's, you know, that is the beauty of you know of these you know the FA Cup, and we've seen many of upsets before, and there'll be many after. So we just need to go there, keep professional, do what we you know keep doing what we're doing, trying to play how we should play, and we should be too strong for them. But if any compla- any side of complacency comes in, then we're going to uh, find ourselves. Uh, Come on, stuck a little bit. Mm, certainly. Right, let's hear then from the uh, caretaker boss, Johnny Jackson. Uh, I spoke to him after last night's uh, Aston Villa-Papa John's game uh, and asked him about the uh, the Gateshead match. And uh, we both agreed that it's important that Charlton turn up uh, at the International Stadium with the right mentality. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we will. We'll, we'll turn up there with the right attitude. We'll prepare properly like we do every game. Uh, we'll take the opposition very, very seriously. Uh, yeah, like you say, it's a potential banana skin. It's on the TV Friday night. Broadcasters are probably probably hoping for that. It's our job to make sure that we go there. We're professional. If we turn up with the right attitude, you know, we should progress. But if we don't, we could come unstuck. Is that a bit of extra pressure knowing that pretty much the entire country will be hoping that Gateshead win? <laughs> yeah, maybe a little but You know, it's, it's, it's a game, isn't it? Yeah. You have to deal with that. That's that's the nature of uh, you know round two of the FA Cup and being one of the bigger teams in it at this stage and, and coming up against a smaller team. You know you have to deal with that pressure. And uh, if we turn up, like I say, right attitude, we will we will we will progress. If we don't, we'll get what we deserve. I know you won't want to give too much away, and and the game with Ipswich coming up shortly after will be in the back of your mind. But if you sort of got a decision about what sort of strength of team you're going to be playing. Yeah, I've got a decision. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you just now, but. Yeah. Um, all I can say is we'll be, you know, we'll be taking it very seriously. Jaden came off today. I mean, is, is that with Friday in mind? Because he needs to get his minutes up, I guess, after a little while out. Yeah, I mean, it was a little conundrum with Jaden tonight. Do I do I play him or, you know, he's obviously he's missed three games and he and he hasn't had any football for a while. So, do I play him? And if I do, how long do I play him for? Obviously, with Friday in mind and and, and what to do with him in that regard. So, my yeah, my decision was to was to play him for sort of an hour. I already had that in mind. Um, before the game, that we would make that uh, we would make that change around then, and then you just hope that he comes through it unscathed, obviously, which he did, which is brilliant. He got his goal, um, so I'm really pleased with how that worked out. Is there anyone who's likely to be back in time? The likes of Pearce, who's also been progressing. Yeah, Pearce's progressing. It's going to be touch and go whether he's involved. Um, you know, we'll just assess it daily basis. He's out. He's out on the grass today. Um, doing some outside running and stuff, so uh, we're hopeful that he can be involved. But hopefully, if, if you know if he doesn't make Friday, then um, then hopefully he makes Tuesday. Obviously, we we spoke about the supporters on Saturday because it's hard work for them to go up there. But it's even harder for those who are going to be taking the coach up to Gateshead and announce this one is going to be one that's going to be some incredible support up there. Unbelievable, yeah. As per usual, you know they 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 go above and beyond to support us, don't they? Um, can't thank them enough for that. Be brilliant to see them up there at Gateshead. Sure, a few of them might be making a little weekend of it as well. So, um, yeah, 
you know, that it's the magic of the FA Cup, so they want to be a part of that as well and uh, be brilliant to see them up there. There we go. That was Jacko looking ahead to the game. I mean, first first things first there, Tom, obviously paying, paying tribute to those fans who are going up on the coach to Gateshead. I mean, there's levels of madness when it comes to football support and we're, and we're all guilty of it, but that, that's right up there because I can't imagine what time they'll be getting back in the morning. I remember when we did uh, the Riverside uh, was it Operation Riverside? I think I got back on the coach to Bromley at about 6am that uh, that year. So, I mean, this is going to be one hell of an overnight uh, on, 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 the, uh, on the coach for those guys. But, I mean, it goes to show just that the, the FA Cup still holds a little bit of magic for, for some Charlton fans who'd love, who'd love to be there. I mean, you've come to the right person because I've missed most of the games this season to the point where yesterday I didn't even realise we were playing until uh, I got a goal alert. So... Yeah, in terms of fan loyalty, you don't get better than me. But it's a, it's an amazing shift from them. Like you say, it's a, obviously, we've only just got back from Sunderland, haven't we, recently? Uh, again, I say we, I didn't go. But it's, it's going up to that same way. It's a, it's a long old journey. It's obviously a Friday, so lots of people having to take time off work. And yeah, it's going to be a, what, a four-hour journey back or something, maybe more. So it's going to be early hours of Saturday morning before people are home. So it's an amazing shift. I think, again, I don't put myself in this category, but the, the fans and those that have travelled around the country already this season have, have done an amazing job um, in the games that, I, you know, I, I, I know we joke about it. I haven't been because I haven't been able to for whatever reason. But when I have listened to it and been able to follow from home, all you hear is the Charlton fans. Uh, and it's been the same for, for a good few years now, even during the, the Roland era. Towards the end of that, there was... The, just we started to just slowly creep up and creep up and it's been brilliant so yeah obviously they're going there and, and hoping we get a win I hope we take a good few uh, few fans up there uh, it's going to be cold it's going to be yeah not very nice I imagine until we get that first goal and then we can relax a little bit but uh, yeah credit to every single person going up there yeah assuming we get that first goal let's not count our chickens just yet but I did ask uh, Jacko there as we heard uh, Nathan, um, about, and I wasn't expecting him to give too much away, but just to try and gain some insight into his mind about what sort of side we're going to take up there. Because obviously, I mean, if this was, if we didn't have Ipswich coming up on Tuesday, if we had a clear week after this up until the next Saturday against Cambridge, I would absolutely say play our first team in this game because you don't want to risk anything in terms of coming unstuck. Um, now, obviously, Tuesday in mind, that may play a part in the sort of strength that we play up against Gateshead on Friday. But again, if we stuck out the under-18s, then it's going to go horribly wrong. So Jacko's got to find that right balance this, this week. Yeah, of course he has. I, f- I think you'll probably... Um, I think we might see a, a similar sort of yesterday, really, or um, just like a mix and match. I can see Kirk Kirk getting quite a lot of minutes. Probably Leco could get probably get 60 minutes. Uh, Josh Davison, I would imagine he'd get them. Um or maybe even Jaden, really, because he's you know he's a three games out. So I think he'll do a mix and match. Um, but yeah, he's he's gonna obviously gonna have one one eye on the the Ipswich game, and rightly so because as much as we'd all like a cup run, it's not like we're fifteen points clear at the top of League One at the moment, is it? So um, I'd I'd imagine he'll try and mix and match. Um, but the, whatever that is, you know, we've, we, even with a sprinkling of first teamers, we still should have that should have a bit too much for him if we were on our A game. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what it puts out. But it wouldn't surprise me if the likes of maybe you know Akin and um, you know Connor might might not even feature at all um, because yeah, like you say that that Tuesday game against Ipswich, 
is going to be a, a, a tough game and is, and is our bread and butter. Mm. I mean, Jaden Stockley obviously will be an interesting point. He played last night and again, as we heard Jacko say there, he... Um, yeah, he had to sort of think about how he was going to manage his minutes, but at the same time, he's coming off the back of a, a three-game suspension, so he hasn't played for a couple of weeks, and, and he needs to sort of get his, his match fitness back up there, Tom. So, I mean, I, I would not be shocked at all to see him get an hour or, or at least half an hour off the bench. Yeah, I'd be I'd be very surprised if he's not involved at all. It's it's difficult, isn't it? We go back to your very first point. It's a game that ultimately we we're going to look very, very silly if we don't win it, so... We need a strong team out there, um, but at the same time, you want to give these opportunities to youngsters. Obviously, Mason Burstow had a, another good game last night, so you'd hope people like he get get an opportunity. Josh Dav- uh, Davison, as you say, hasn't been in the best of form the last few games, so it'd be nice for him to to get a run out and try and find some form. But then the likes of Jaden, you know, need minutes in their legs as well. So. I don't think it's going to be the sort of standard eleven that we've seen playing for the majority of, of the league matches since Jacko's taken over. But I do think there'll be a little bit of a blend between those players and also some of the youngsters as well. Probably not quite to the extent that we saw last night. But yeah, it's uh, a chance for both, isn't it? So yeah, with, with someone like Stockley, you'd expect him to get yeah at least a half of football, maybe as you say, 60 minutes. Uh, but then we'll obviously be turning our attention to to next weekend and oh sorry Ipswich isn't it on Tuesday night so that game will be coming relatively quickly after so um, yeah he needs to get that balance right and and make sure as I said the the league remains our priority uh, he has to make sure that his his best eleven are ready and fit for for Tuesday night which is whatever we think of of the FA Cup is the bigger game for our season. I mean, yeah, easy to say that, but I guess if if we lose this game, Nathan, then it does obviously reflect badly on everyone, and it will add a bit of pressure to to those in and around the squad, and obviously to Jacko. There's no announcement as of yet of uh, as to his future, uh, although uh, we will hear from Jacko about that shortly. Um, so I mean, I mean, losing this sort of game, and remember what happened at Northwich Victoria back in 2008 or whenever it whenever it was, um, it, it can it can it can be a mass a major blow, and, and you know. Not with regards as well to, of course, the, the embarrassment factor. Of course it will. And this is what we were saying earlier is providing, you know, everyone stays professional and treats it as if we were playing Ipswich or whatever, we should have too much for them. Not saying that we're going to absolutely trounce them because, you know, Gates are doing well in, in their respective league and, you know, they're not going to be any mugs. But in theory, if we, we stick to what we know and we we be professional about it, we should win. Um so yeah, it's down to the players that come in. Whether that'll be a sprinkling of first team players, um, some fringe players that might get some minutes because they need to force their way in to Jacko's plans. We you know, look at the the midfield area. Uh, I thought Ben Watson done okay yesterday. I thought Harry Hart had done well yesterday, and um, yeah, albeit against an under twenty one Villa side, but you can only play what's put in front of you. So it could be another opportunity for them to say, yeah, I know maybe Dobbo and Lee and and Gilby are doing well at the moment, but I'm here as well and I can do a job and, and it's down to them to take the opportunity because these are the chances that they wanted. So it's down to them to make it harder for Jacko. Regardless who you're playing against, you you know, you still got to play the game and um, it's down to them. And if we do lose, which, you know, is a possibility, um, then yeah, it will be embarrassing. Not because... You know, just because it's gated, well, maybe it is a little bit, but ultimately it's because we've been unprofessional and um, it doesn't look good on them. Um, and obviously for all those fans that are going to go up there, which 
um, including yourself, Lou. But it's going to be um, quite a quite a long drive back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what sort of game it turns into. And obviously, as we saw against Haven't Tom, um, it's important not to panic if we if we get to nil nil half time at nil nil, and then you know if Gateshead are going to sit back and, and make it difficult for us. I mean, not necessarily going to do that. We don't really know yet, but. You know, if you look at their, uh, their their games so far this season, I think there's only I can only see one or two games this season where they haven't scored, uh, maybe two or three at maximum. So they obviously like getting forward, and as we said, they're doing well in their league. So maybe they'll be tempted to come out and, and try and put the game on us. But either way, again, it's it's important that we're up for whatever they throw at us. I don't think it'll be the the sort of horrible FA Cup atmosphere where there's a big local crowd on top of you purely because of the stadium that we're playing at but even then if there's a a non-league team out there are going to be in your faces then then you will feel under a little bit of pressure and and again if you're not ready for it then then you might be given a bit of a shock to the system yeah i totally agree you've you've got to be patient uh you know if the game does start and we're we're finding they're sitting behind the ball and we're finding them difficult to break down as naif said the there's a reason we're in our division and they're in theirs. Our players are better than theirs. So you just have to be patient and you have to trust the process, knock the ball around, wait for those gaps to appear because ultimately they will. There'll be a lapse in concentration. There'll be an error. There'll be some sort of gap. Our quality will rise and we should win that game. Um, but that's provided that our mindset is right and we stick to the task. If if we don't, if we start to get caught up in a game that isn't ours, we're suddenly going to find it very difficult. Uh, and, w- and what you say about the fans is right, you know, because of the stadium, but it is on a Friday night. It is going to be on telly. You know, I've sat in front of enough of those games, not involving Charlton even, where there's just that feel in the air. You know, everybody going down there, the cameras, the fans, everybody in that ground, apart from anybody affiliated with Charlton, wants them to win that game. Uh, and anybody watching the TV, again, unless they're affiliated with Charlton, is likely to want them win that game as well. So, that's very difficult for, for the bigger team to handle. And so we have to just remain professional. As Naif said, treat it as if it was a, a league game or any other game. Do the things that we're good at because our players are, f- are far better than theirs. And if that's the case, then we will go on to win the game. But if our concentration drops or we get caught up in the, the moment, uh, then Gateshead will know that we're there for the taking and they're still footballers. They're still able to put the ball in the back of the net. So we need to be very, very careful of that. Mm. It'll be interesting to see how many Newcastle fans turn up or even Sunderland. I mean, our record in the North East uh, recently, obviously that ma- mainly Sunderland, or to, if we're going to count Middlesbrough, then it's not very good. But mainly our, our record at Sunderland, which obviously isn't too far from Gateshead, has been very good. So we do wonder if there may be a few sort of Mackhams or, or Geordies in, in that crowd. Uh, sort of swelling the numbers you'd expect that certainly Newcastle fans will be there so um, a- again it would just add to that pressure of 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 a home crowd that's baying for an upset and, and, and again we have to learn how to deal with it Nave. yeah of course it will be and and I mean in theory in, t- in terms of, uh, of of Gateshead how they set up it's going to be important to them as well but I think if they watched the Shrewsbury game you know, Shrewsbury sat deep. Well, apart from the first part of the game, they they had a little bit of a go. But apart from that, we struggled to break them down at all. Um, so it'll be interesting. But yeah, you're going to have a load of a load of probably local, you know, more local support from their side, which is which is natural. So I think we obviously I'm not in the area anymore. But if if you know if Charlton, if I weren't at Charlton, I'd go down and watch Bromley or um, obviously more so now I'd, I'd go down and watch Dorking. But you're going to get. That and you'll have a load of Sunderland fans there, probably, and you might even have some Newcastle fans there. Probably more so Newcastle because it's a bit closer, isn't it? But 
Um, yeah, you're going to get that, and it's, it's it's like Thomas saying, it's how we deal with that 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 pressure, you know. And, and instead of fearing that pressure, just sort of sort of try and try and harness it. And these are the games that you want to play in, you know. Like no disrespect, going to Shrewsbury away, it's a bit of a bit of a mere game, isn't it? So, but this game, you know, cameras are there. You want telly, you know. There's going to be a bit of a bit of an atmosphere there, um, and it's up to the players to sort of sort of take it in. And go, yeah, this is what we can do. And if we get a convincing win, then that can carry on to the league. But yeah, it's, like we've said numerous times already, it's about mindset. And if we do the things right, forget who else is coming down there. You know, Tom, Dick, and Harry, whoever that is from Sunderland and Newcastle, forget that. Just go there, do your job, get home, cup of tea, lovely jubbly. Mm. I mean, the, the way that we uh, approach these cup games, I don't know if it feels, you know, under Bo, it was, it, we were under no illusions that he had no time for, for the cup, really. You know, he was happy enough to try and win the games, but if we didn't, then we didn't. You remember the the angry interview I did with him after we drew one all up at Mansfield and therefore we had to play another game in a replay. He was fuming. He said it was the worst possible result, as in he'd rather would have lost than, than drawn the game. Um, you know, I think Jacko always talks about wanting to go into every game, wanting to win it. Um, yeah, we saw that in, in in the pizza trophy last night. Um, and I don't know, do you feel if there's a slightly different aura around the way we approach cup games this season? It does help that we've got a massive squad now. You know, a squad full of players who they themselves would consider themselves first-team players, whether they're in the team or not. So it, it, it does feel like we've got a deeper squad. And therefore, when we do rotate, it's still players who on their day would be strong enough to play in League One, Tom. So I guess that does play a part in it as well, that we feel like we're taking it a little bit more seriously this time around. It definitely feels like that, yeah. And the last point you made was the one I was going to make as well. I think it's not just that we've got a bigger squad, but also when Boya, whatever size his squad was, there always seemed to be much more injuries than we've got at the moment. So he seemed to have less of a pool of players constantly to be picking from. I think probably there is a slight difference in their attitude to it as well. As you say, the the attitude of Boya was, look, I need to concentrate on the league. I don't know if perhaps because of the poor start, Jacko's got slightly easier in terms of you know, we were already in such a bad place that there'll be a, a portion of people who've maybe written this season off. I don't think he has, but I think maybe that takes that, that league pressure off a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I do think it, it's a different attitude. Uh, but as you say, because the squad is bigger, I think that helps his decisions as well. But you hear him talk about the cup, and I think the way he talks about it is slightly different. Um, I don't know, it was Bowyer in the, the Birmingham side that got to the, that won it. Yeah, he won, sure, he won the league cup, th- yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that was the League Cup. So, yeah, you would have thought that he would have a an affiliation with, with Cups because of that. But we never really saw it. I know historically we kind of all say that we're not a Cup side. I can think, apart from the Sheffield game and then Operation Riverside for that Middlesbrough, again, quarterfinal, I think it was. can't think of many times in my lifetime where we've got very far in the competition. But... As I say, you get through this round and you never know what might happen in the next round, whether it's another easy tie and a chance to progress or an opportunity for a bit of a day out. So, yeah, I think let's see what we can do. Um, it would, From my perspective, I think it's always good to win, builds the momentum, as I say, gives us a, an opportunity at getting a good tie in the next round. I, I think largely Jacko agrees. Um, but as I say, it's no formality and we've got to go there and we've got to 
put the work in to get that that win. Mm. I mean, how much how much would it mean to you, Nathan, to be into that third round? And, and yeah, they're very presumptuous that we make it, but it's the target. It's the target for Friday is to get into the third round, and we've been in the third round recently because we got there automatically in the championship uh, when we lost at home to, to West Brom a, a couple of years back. But it is the chance of a potential tie with a with a big club. I'd love to have a Premier League club down at the Valley or go away to one of these massive clubs. You know, that, that that's the pot at the end of the rainbow, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think with Pep coming out the other day and made me sort of tear up a little bit the other day where he said that he's struggling for players at the moment down at Man City. So, I don't know, maybe if we get them away, we can do them over as well. So, But no, ultimately, that is the goal is to... I mean, a home game's nice, but I always think like going away, you know, to like a Man City or a Liverpool. We've, it's been ages since we've done that. And don't get me wrong, if we win when, um, on Friday... We'll be in the third round and probably get Huddersfield again or something like that. And it'll be demoralising and we won't care about the FA Cup anymore. But yeah, no, that my, my, my dream is to have a, like, a big Premier League club, um, top six. Even Spurs away would be decent. That would be probably my first choice because um, it's an amazing stadium. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the dream. But yeah, we can't be complacent. We've got to get through Friday first and then we can just sort of pray that we don't get yeah a Huddersfield or a Reading or something like that. Excellent stuff. Right, let's have a quick break. Uh, we're going to talk more about the game with Gateshead coming up. We're also going to talk about Jacko's future uh, and uh, the win over the Aston Villa 21s in the Pepperoni Trophy in a few moments' time. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. there, heads it away, can Lee pick it up? Yes he can, ahead of Kamara, now sends Washington on that right hand side, he's in space Washington, into the area he goes can he drill it home? Yes he can! Oh, Connor Washington put Sean Toonin up, and could that be the game? A lovely ball out, Connor Washington on the run first was in the middle, but Connor Washington drills it home Charlton Live. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview looking ahead to Friday evening's FA Cup tie uh, up at Gateshead. 
Um, put that on ice for a little bit now. I did speak to Jacko again after the uh, the Papa John's game last night. And as is tradition now with our post-match press conferences, just asked him for a little update on how his negotiations are going uh, with Thomas Sangard over uh, his future. Obviously, caretaker role currently. Although, I was thinking this earlier. like It would be fairly typical that we've brought the show forward a day because we're playing on a Friday. And then they'd announce Jacko as the full-time manager on the Thursday. Because that would be the sort of thing that happens to Charlton Live. So, if you're listening now on Thursday and that's happening, Happened. Well, I'm not shocked. But anyway, let's hear uh, what Jacko said when I asked him if there's been any further update uh, on his negotiations with Thomas uh, when I spoke to him on Tuesday evening. No, just just same as before, really. Uh, obviously, he's he's here, he's still here, so we're we're seeing a lot of each other. We're having a lot of discussions. Uh, they're all good. They're all good. We're spending some time together. Hopefully, we can uh, we can get a positive outcome soon. There we go. It didn't really give too much more other than the word soon now. Uh, a little, little glint in his eyes. I'm, I, I do feel like we're getting closer and closer, um, Tom. And, and obviously the significance of the fact that now Thomas is going to be in the country for a couple of extra weeks, uh, which wasn't the original plan. Now, I don't know if it's necess- necessarily just because he's still negotiating with, or with, 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 with Jacko uh, surrounding the full-time role. But it, either way, it does make it easier for that negotiation to carry on because Thomas is in the country and he's seeing how well we've been playing overall. You know, he was at the Plymouth game and he saw how good we looked in that. Yeah, and also Jacko said it himself in one of the earlier press conferences, didn't he, that he finds it much easier to talk to someone face-to-face and, you know, we all work in in office-based jobs. We've all had to get used to Zoom or MS Teams and whilst you can see everybody and hear everybody, it isn't the same as sitting in a room with somebody and having that same discussion. So, Look, I don't think Thomas needed to know the enthusiasm that Jacko's got for the job or or who he is as a person. Obviously, they've met a few times before anyway, but I'm sure it comes across differently when you are sat face-to-face with him in a room. Uh, So, yeah, the fact he's staying, I take as a good thing. I mean, uh, as Jacko says there, it's going to be a decision one way or the other soon, and, and that's what we need. It's the uncertainty for me and Obviously, if he went a different way, then I think we'd all be shocked and we'd, we'd have a lot more to discuss about this. But at least then we've got a decision. Uh, I, I think it's probably going to go the way we want and I think he probably will give him the job. But that security is obviously important, not just for Jacko himself, but for the players that are here. And also if conversations are starting with, with players ahead of January now, you know, we've said several times we need a striker. If you're having conversations with them and they're like, well, who's the manager going to be? And you're saying, actually, I don't know, then that might put some players off as well. So it's the kind of the same thing we've said over the last few weeks. It's a decision that needs to be made relatively quickly. It sounds like we're getting there now and, and hopefully Thomas comes to the conclusion that the majority of us want. I know there's not everybody, but the majority, which is uh, that Jacko gets the job. So yeah, fingers crossed. And if it is tomorrow, like you say, it means that the show's come a bit early, but I won't complain overall. Yeah, no, certainly not. And um, I mean, yeah, with Thomas being over the country now, it means he's going to be there for the games against Ipswich uh, and Cambridge, Nathan, where they're doing the Field of Valley thing again. Um, obviously, it was a success in terms of uh, bodies in the ground. It certainly was a success in terms of tickets given away for the um, the game against Plymouth, and it turned into a brilliant day. And obviously, the, the ground was much more full than it had been. Um, you know, it's, it's, with the idea of free tickets always means there's going to be people who take them and then don't show up. But either way, it means it'll be busier for, for the games against Ipswich and, and Cambridge. And you know, it's hard to assess the financial outcome from that and whether it can encourage people to keep coming back. But I mean, it certainly makes the days themselves more exciting. And, and that we saw how that crowd helped against the 
Plymouth side who are on a good run. And, and we'll need it against an Ipswich side as well who are going to be you know, a, a tough nut to crack even if they aren't anywhere near as consistent as they would have expected to have been this season. Yeah, I think, well, Thomas has seen some sights, hasn't he, since he's been over here in Morecambe, Shrewsbury and Gateshead. Whew, a bit of down anticipate that. But, um, but yeah, like the incentive thing's great, I think. It's like you were saying, it's, it's hard to sort of ascertain on how much benefit in the long term it has. But, you know, like it is, is if, if you have one, you know, young support that come to the Plymouth game and enjoyed it so much, he's, you know, he's banging on it, he's, you know, or her mum and dad going, I want a season ticket, I want a season ticket and... You know, and we we do need to keep drip feeding through the the younger fans so they can keep you know passing it down to their families and stuff. So I think it's a great little incentive. Um, yeah, it might not be millions of pound that he's lost, but it's still a loss, isn't it? It's still not. It's not. We're not making money at the moment as a club. So I think it's a great incentive. And yeah, like you say, the Plymouth game there was a lot of good vibe about the place. Really good vibe, and I thought that I think the performance showed that as well in terms of the the effort and you know all the fans got behind. Um, team and and it showed you know in their overall performance and obviously the win against a very good Plymouth side are on form and like you say the the Ipswich games could be a tough game they've got (laughs) got a squad of about 98 players or whatever it is but um yeah that's gonna be a tough game and obviously uh, Cambridge is going to be a a good good turnout as well so hopefully that it gives the squad that little bit of impetus that little bit extra that extra 10 percent um and that can sort of help us go up the table because we um, we're not we're not safe yet by any stretch. No, excellent stuff. Right, let's uh, have a look back at last night's game then uh, in the EFL Trophy. I don't have the commentary highlights actually, but um, it was a two-one win uh, over Aston Villa's under twenty-ones, which was a nice result to be. Everyone in the build-up kept telling me how good the Villa's twenty-ones are, and they looked a, a handy side. But we had enough to to beat them. Mason Burso with a superb finish. Uh, after about 15 minutes or so to put the addicts uh, a goal to the good. Villa level just after the half an hour mark, but then we were straight back ahead, Stockley, uh, from the penalty spot. Um, and through to the next round. So we're now only three wins from Wembley, Tom. I mean, is it is it is it time to, you know, everyone nip out and go and buy a Papa John's uniform from somewhere and start, start dressing up for the final? Maybe not a uniform yet, but maybe have a pizza or two if you get the chance. Um, look, I think, this is obviously the competition that we're least uh, interested in uh, with with reason because it's, it's obviously the least important in terms of League First and then obviously the FA Cup with its heritage. But at the same time, we're in it and we've got through the group. And I, I don't know, we must have done once or twice before, but to get through the, the knockout stage as well is obviously positive. And there's a lot of positives to take from last night. Stockley getting minutes in the legs, getting his goal. Mason, again, with his, his one in two record continuing. Uh, and as you say, a very, very good finish. It was a difficult ball over the top. And I know the keeper was a bit stranded, but he still had to finish it from there. And that was comprehensive minutes in the legs for the likes of Harry Arter and uh, Ben Watson as well. So, yeah, huge positives from that game. And like I say, I, I don't, it's not the, the competition that we're all focused on. But, you know, a trip to Wembley is, is not to be sniffed at. Uh, obviously, our last one was, was pretty good fun. So... Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna not gonna say we're there yet because there's a long way to go, and I think the draws on Saturday, isn't it? So we'll see who we get. But uh, Aston Villa, as you said, a good team uh, by all accounts. They're youngsters, so to get through that, to get a win, to get some minutes in in some legs of players is yeah, all positive as far as I can see. So. Uh, yeah, pleased that we got the win and, and let's see who we get on Saturday. Mm. I mean, we've already spoken about Mason Burster and his finish. I mean, obviously, the question marks over the, the goalkeeper's position 
for that. Um, but I mean, I thought it was a brilliant finish. You're on the run, left foot volley. You had to drill it, even though it looked like quite a big gap. You did have to drill it fairly accurately into that near post because if it was anywhere nearer the middle, the keeper would have been able to recover from his poor positioning. Um, I mean, Mason's form in in the first team, obviously it's mainly come in cup games. He's had a couple of spells off the bench in, in the league, but it's been remarkable really to the extent that if he hadn't come off cramping up on, you know, after an hour or so on, on Tuesday... Um, I mean, I've seen people saying they'd like to see him ahead of Davison. I mean, are we in that sort of position now that he should be in that league squad higher up than than a Josh Davison who's got a few more years sort of on him, Nath? Yeah, I know. I know. It's always going to happen when you've got a young player that comes on and excites people naturally. Um, people will be saying that he should be maybe in front of others and stuff. I think, like you said, his finish was brilliant yesterday. Yeah, questions on the, over the keeper, but... Don't get me wrong, if he, he noticed the keeper was out of position to pull the trigger, I think if the keeper was in the right position, I don't think he would probably would have had a go there. Um, but yeah, great finish from him. And every time I've seen him, he does something something positive. You know, he's direct, he's very positive, he's energetic, he's enthusiastic. Um, does he go above Davison in terms of a pecking order? Maybe, maybe not. They're two different players for me. Um, I think... As much as Mason is good and he's enthusiastic, and he's done well so far, he's it's a different ball game playing against an Aston Villa under twenty ones or a Southampton under twenty one side, and then coming up against a, a two centre arse for Ipswich or Cambridge, say for example. But that's not to say, you know, if we if we need to put him on like we have done in the league, um, see if he can change something. Yeah, for sure. But I don't think. Um, you know, he's going to dislodge Davison as yet, but I think it's quite evident that it's going to be Davison and Washington for now. And Davison is more of a backup to to, to Stockley. And, and Burstow could, you know, could challenge Washington a little bit, but they're completely different players. But he's definitely worth a gamble if we're losing a game for sure. Mm-hmm. But I can't see him being first name on the team sheet because, you know, he's still developing and we don't want to put too much pressure on him because we see it with Carlin before. Carlin was so raw... And the expectation was so high for Carlin, he sort of dwindled a little bit. And you can tell he's sort of rabbit caught in the headlight sort of thing. But um, what I can say is Mason's done brilliance. He's come in. He's progressing really well. Let him focus, knuckle down, and he'll be, he'll be there no time, in no time. Lovely stuff. Right, let's hear uh, Jacko's reaction then to the 2-1 win uh, over Aston Villa under-21s in the EFL Trophy. Yeah, really pleased. Obviously, the most important thing was that we got through to the next round, which we've done that. Um, yeah, but some good performances in there, some good football at times, some things again for us to learn, learn from, which we do every week. Um, but yeah, good night's work, you know. Three wins from Wembley now. It's a, something that you could sort of set as a little target for the for the side. Yeah, well, listen, I, I want to win every game. I, I made it very, very clear to the to the lads tonight that I, I want to progress, and they should want to progress. And it's another it's another opportunity for now for another game now for for me to utilise the squad. Um, and like you say, we're into the last 16. If you win that, you, you know, it's quarter-final time. And then then who knows where you go from there. So obviously one game at a time, but I want to win every game I'm involved in. Um, so tonight was no different. Our, our aim was to progress, and we did. Mason Burstow loves the cup competitions, and that was a, a, another really good finish from him in the first half. Yeah, great finish. Um, great movement as well. So on, that, on that top line, causes defenders problems. He's got the pace to get in behind, but he's clever with his movement as well. So I was really pleased with that because it's about five minutes before that he probably should have had one as well. So 
Um, but he got one. We're pleased with that. Pleased with Mace. Pleased for Jaden to to get another goal as well. Did Mason come off with a little little injury there in that? He just had a bit of cramp. I was just saying that he got it. Got it after 50 minutes of late in Orient, and he got it after 65 tonight. So he's uh, he's going in the right direction. Maybe he'll get 80, 80 <laughs> in his legs next time. It was it, did someone come off injured in the first half, and one's gone blank. Who it was? But... Yeah, Charles Clayton yeah. got a, got a knock to his thigh. I think he got like a bit of a dead leg. Tried to run it off, but it was just a bit too sore, so we had to make the change. And obviously, like as you said, competitions like this, it does give you chance for players to come out and try and prove themselves. So again, is there anyone sort of looking to play the way back into contention from today's game you've seen? They're all trying to play their way back into contention. Like they have to use these games as opportunities um, to show that they should be in in the team every week. And these games and, and training, that you know, they're they're all opportunities for for people to uh, to force their way into the team. So yeah, I'm not singling anyone out. You know, it's a showpiece, isn't it? It's to show me and to show everyone that uh, they deserve a place. Was Jacko last time? And just quickly then, before we move back to the Gateshead game, I mean. It... If we get there, I've always, I'd always said like if we got to the Wembley in the EFL Trophy before we got there in a proper game, I would have been a bit disappointed. But now we've done, you know, playoff final 2019, Tom. So we're not going to turn up at Wembley in a slightly embarrassing way for our first visit there in the new Wembley. Um, <clears throat> would would you accept a fun day out at Wembley where there's not really any pressure on whether you win or lose? Still haven't decided from from when we were speaking last night, to be honest with you. Uh, and I know that probably brings the mood down a little bit because you shouldn't pass up an opportunity probably to go to Wembley. And if we did get there, I might feel that way as well. I just think I didn't go to 98, but was obviously there for for the last game. And uh, it just meant so much to, to finally get there and watch Charlton. Uh, but it's not like I'm never going to go again if we get there. So maybe going on a, a slightly more relaxed basis might be a good little segue into any future games that we get to go there. So, yeah, I'm still I'm still a little bit undecided. I, I probably would end up there, if nothing else, just to go with, you know, the, the playoff was all about being with family. Uh, but this would maybe be an opportunity to go with your mates and a few beers and, and relax a little bit at a game instead and just have a good day out. So, yeah, I think probably the, the more I think about it, the more I lean towards that. But... Um, yeah, it would obviously be a very different experience to the the trip we made a couple of years ago, that's for sure. Excellent stuff. Right, let's have a look at some of the tweets and emails that have come in ahead of uh, our trip up to Gateshead uh, on Friday evening. First up uh, is an email uh, from Phil. It says, uh, hi guys, hopefully not too late. I went last night to the Villa game. Uh, thought the lads played well. Mason Burstow is well worth being given a chance as he has the ability to shoot on sight. Um, which is a rare talent, felt apart from the assist that Morgan looked the shadow uh, of a player that we know he can be uh, and that Arta possibly felt he was too good to be playing uh, in the game. I would like to see a bit of a mix for Friday between some regular first-team players and fringe and youth players. We certainly can't take Gateshead as a given uh, as this uh, they will consider as their chance for a giant killing uh, with the cameras there. We need to put on a good show for those new fans uh, who've been coming uh, under the Field of Valley scheme as well to encourage them. Uh, that they should consider a half-season ticket or at least uh, regular attendance. Uh, cheers for that. Uh, Phil, got a few tweets uh, that, that came in uh, as well. Sam says, uh, live on TV uh, with an FA Cup third round up for grabs. I think Jacko has to play the first team. Uh, hopefully a chance for Charlton to finally draw a Premier League club. Charlton fans deserve to watch a Premier League club come into the Valley uh, or to draw uh, at least a decent away day. Uh, Mitch says, I was at Morecambe and thought that Charlie Kirk did okay and thought he had spells last night. The lad can see a pass and has good movement. Uh, Burstow getting much-deserved praise, uh, but Kirk is going to be one to watch. What did you make of Charlie last night? It's taken him a while, I guess, um, Nathan, to sort of get into his stride. 
yeah, he's taken. He had a bit of a slow start because of obvious personal reasons. Um, I think when Nigel came in, you could see probably where he was going to fit in. And then obviously, since we've transitioned over to a new sort of style and an all sort of formation, I was sort of there scratching my head a little bit, thinking, I don't know where Charlie's going to fit in here because he's not really the sort of the workhorse that will get up and down like a Lecco or a Corey does on that right hand side or on the left. So I was thinking, well, he's either got to knuckle down and become a sort of wing back, so or he plays as sort of just off the strike or sort of thing. But he played there yesterday as a wing back, and I thought he done quite well. He got he done his defensive duties. Um, he put some he put a good ball in the box, which was just beyond Lecco. So I thought he done all right yesterday. He looked positive, mm. um, but he just needs some more time, I think, just to sort of get into the sort of style that Jacko wants. Excellent. Right, Mike says uh, very little chance of league success uh, this season. So I'd say uh, let's try and keep the momentum going, field a strong team, and have a go at the cup. I want a big away day somewhere uh, like Anfield or Old Trafford. Oh, and yes, I still love. Uh, the FA Cup. That's from Mike. Cheers. Mike Les says uh, we should uh, put out roughly the same team uh, as he did for the Pizza Cup game. It gives some game time to the players that are knocking on the door and those coming back from injuries. Gives some of the first team uh, regulars a bit of a breather uh, as well. Stuart says uh, play the squad players but Stockley up front uh, for match thickness. It would be nice if we get through to the third round and get a nice home draw. Paul says I'm heading up to Gateshead for this one hoping to lay the ghost of Northwich Victoria uh, to rest. Hoping to see that uh, Jacko picks a solid team uh, that will get the job done, yeah. Uh, well, praying we don't see another Northwich uh, on Friday. And then Platty says we should take it seriously uh, and win to keep momentum, but also be conscious that we have an important Ipswich game uh, next week. Having been at the Aston Villa under-21 game, I have real concerns on Arta and Morgan uh, to step in as backup in League One. Frankly, in his opinion, uh, both were poor and needs backup uh, to Lee and Gilby uh, in the squad. That's from Platty. Excellent stuff. Right, uh, we need to learn a little bit more about our opponents on Friday evening uh, up at Gateshead. Uh, the excellent Heed Army podcast. Uh, I'm going to be on their show tomorrow night and uh, I was lucky enough to speak to David at the start of this week uh, to find out a little bit more about Gateshead and how excited the Heed are to take on the Addicts this Friday. Uh, it's, it's a proper FA Cup tie, isn't it? Non-league team against the, the, you know, one of the famous names of English football. So for us, it's um, it's a dream come true, especially where the clubs came from in the past few years. We, we were demoted um, three seasons ago and um, the club's building itself back up slowly and getting a cup tie like this in front of the TV cameras is um, something special because it helps build a little bit more stability around the club. Yeah, I guess a lot of Charlton fans would have been aware of the issues that Gateshead were, were having with with ownership. I mean, can you give us a little bit of background about that and are you do you feel like you're sort of beyond that now? Yeah, I mean, the club are uh, predominantly fan-owned now. There is a few um, local businessmen that are investing in the club, you know, and, and helping run the club. But it is a, a fan-owned club, which is, I think, a lot of fans of lower league clubs would love to be able to do that. But it it, it doesn't really work out that way, does it? Um, the silver lining is, is that we are a fan-owned club now. Um, a few seasons ago, uh, back in 2018, the summer, um, 17 17-18 season, uh, we were took over. Uh, of the former chairman Richard Bennett said he, he wanted to sell the club. And um, obviously, you always worry about who's going to come in, if there is anybody to come in and buy the club. Uh, we were took over by a Hong Kong businessman called Dr. Ranjan uh, Vagesi, uh, or Ranjan Vagesi, sorry. And um, uh, everything seemed to go downhill from there and um, it turned out that 
the person really pulling the strings was a man called Joseph Caller, who I think was actually linked with Carl, uh, with um, Charlton after yeah, he left us. He tried to link himself uh, with us, yeah. Yeah, thankfully he only tried. Um, I don't think the FA would have let him anywhere near. Uh, long story short, um, he um, asset stripped um, and tried to cut corners wherever he could. They didn't have the money to run a football club. That was a, a, you know very obvious, very early doors when they came in, and which is a real shame because the team that Steve Watson put together that season were challenging for the playoffs in the National League. And we were very, very competitive. We beat Salford at home. We, you know, we we, we beat all the, you know, the big the big boys, as it were, that season, and were, you know, flying. But behind the scenes, it was a real mess. And as a result of that, once the fans managed to pry the club away from um, these uh, foreign businessmen, um, the club was demoted. Um, but on the back of that, it's a fan-owned club now. It's a very community-based club. And just everything, there's not a bad point you can say at the moment. And I don't know how many football fans can say that. We're mm. just happy we've got a club and we're, we're challenging, which is with a lot of local players, which is, you know, everything every fan dreams of, really. Yeah. So what, what's the cup fever been like then in and around Gateshead? Obviously, you know, in, in, any team in the shadow of, of like a massive club like Newcastle, it must be quite hard to, to pick up a lot of local support. But I, I imagine that the people who live in, live in Gateshead are sort of, it's really caught their imagination. This cup tie that's coming up, tickets seem to be selling quite well. Yeah, well, I think we've we've sold out the main stand, which is where fans are predominantly on a match day, unless away fans, where I believe that uh, yourselves will be in the east stand, opposite the the main stand. Uh, I suggest anyone travelling up <laughs> brings a coat because there isn't um, a cover on that stand, and it's a Gator Stadium is cold in the summer, so uh, please wrap up when you come up. But yeah, no, it's um, you know, it's, I think it'll start to ramp up from tomorrow when obviously the the local media will start to do interviews with the club. The press conference is on Wednesday, and I would imagine from Wednesday onwards, all the papers will be gated this, gated that. But it is very hard to you know flourish in the shadow of Newcastle United, and of course, Sunderland aren't too far away either. They're not having the greatest of times. But in the past, we've been quite unlucky when we've had cup runs that either Sunderland and Newcastle have been playing each other on the same day or they've had you know something going on that steals the headlines. But hopefully this week, it'll all be about Gateshead and Charlton. And um, they've been on the telly, that adds that extra uh, you know emphasis, you would think, from the, the press to get there just to find out if there's going to be a, a giant killing mm. and obviously you're having a in the National League North you're having a, a good season unbeaten as well at the International Stadium um, so you're obviously trying to juggle the cut run with that but I guess a, a promotion push is very much on the cards this uh, this season for the Heat yeah um, we've, we've uh, see we've started off very well in pre-season and you always think well can we carry that on in, into the season and, and we did that um, and then we've we've been, you know, they say we've only lost one game at home, but we're very competitive. We, we, you know, we're a full-time outfit, so uh, you know that that adds a, a different um, scope to things uh, in the league. I think there's only about five teams that are full-time in the National League North, so you know, fitness does tell. We recently in games as well, we scored late on and and you know took the points, but we've been very dominant, and it's um, the the style of football that Mike Williamson's got us playing is is. Uh, it's attractive to watch and at the moment our forward line is uh, on fire because in previous seasons that would you said that is where you would see Gated were lacking was up front but this season we've got Macaulay Langstaff in double figures, Kedwin Scott very close 
and then the midfield and even the defenders are chipping in with goals as well. So it's it's a it's an entertaining season this and to uh, say the, the cup run and the, the plum tie with being on the telly is the cherry on the top. But uh, you, you always want to dream if you can get that one step further. Yeah, and what about the job that Michael Williamson is doing there? You mentioned, obviously, his name. Uh, it's unusual that he's still uh, playing as well, player manager, which doesn't feel like you see too many of those uh, these days. But I noticed he scored your winner against Kershaw Ashton a, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he did. And um, I see Mike, he's still fit as a fiddle. Um, very capable of playing at this level and, dare I say, the level above. Um, and it's you know it's one of those things that we, he isn't the captain, but it's like having two captains on the pitch, having Mike at the back and then Greg Ellie higher up the pitch. And he's you see his philosophy, his drive, um, he's embedded that in the players. And I think obviously this is his third season, the, the the two seasons before interrupted by COVID, of course. But this year they've managed to be able to pick the players they want. I think there's a buyer's market this year with COVID and the way football clubs have cut the cloth. So we were able to bring in the type of players that they wanted um, and they bided the time. And uh, as I say, these are young, driven players that want to play higher and it's working well for Gateshead at the moment. Mm. So, I mean, looking ahead, obviously, to Friday, I mean, there must be a, a sniff of an upset. Obviously, you had to beat a, a team in the, in the league above you just to... Just to just to get to play us, uh, you, you took Altrinum to to a replay before beating them at their place. Um, yeah, uh, it, I think it'll. Yeah, I think it'll be a competitive game. Um, if Gateshead score first, I think it'll be a, 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 a very tight game. That's I think if um, you know we can we can start well, but obviously we've got to respect Charlton. Or, you know, he's a team higher up the up the leagues and. Um, you know, but as I say, it, I, I would I would be lying if I said I didn't think we, we there's a chance we could win. Um, I, I don't think it's a big chance, but I think if we play to our our strengths, then I think we we will be we'll give you more than a game. Um, but it's the FA Cup; anything can happen. You know, the, it's in front of the in front of the cameras, and um, you just hope for a good showing, really. Especially when you mention about Newcastle being our neighbours; they're always in the national news, and as you can imagine, always in the local news. So for us, this is an advertisement to get the people of Tyneside to sit up and take notice that there is another professional team um, that wins games, actually. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> a little dig there. Um, a professional team that actually wins t- uh, games on Tyneside and we're playing attractive football and it's local lads giving their all because, you know, at the end of the day, these players are, you know, playing to pay their bills um, and uh, to me, that just that, that adds a little bit more romance to it. Thanks to David. Uh, great to speak to you uh, ahead of the game on Friday. And, you know, it's, it's great to hear someone actually be excited about playing us because we used to get that a bit in League One when we first came down, but now we're just like just a fairly normal League One side. So, you know, it's, it's great to hear that the Gateshead fans are up for it. But, you know, I'm, di- I'm just hoping that this is where it ends, really, Tom. I, uh, I won't be happy if, if, if David's really happy at Friday night come 10 o'clock. Yeah, I wish they weren't really up for it. That would probably put us in, in a better position. But. Yeah, again, it goes back to that thing we said right at the start, that whatever people say about the FA Cup compared to what it was, I think that that magic is still there for, for games like this. You know, there's a reason it's been picked for telly. And for a club like that, you know, it's a, it's a huge opportunity. I know we're not, you know, Man City or, or Man United, but in terms of the, the teams that you can get at this round, it's, it's about as big as it gets. You know, us, Portsmouth, Sunderland, Sheffield Wednesday, there's a there's a few big clubs up there and... 
So they will see it as a an opportunity. I'm sure the players are going to be fired up for it. And yeah, it's going to make for an entertaining evening, whatever way it goes. So for neutrals who are putting it on telly or whatever, you know, if if the team that uh, the the underdog team are up for it, then you know you're going to get a good game. So uh, yeah, as you say, I just hope it ends as soon as we kick off and we can we can go about our business and and be professional and get the result we we should get. Well, that's the aim. Let's see what happens on Friday night. So uh, good luck to everyone who's going up there. I'll see you up there uh, at the International Stadium. Everyone who's watching on TV as well, make sure you uh, you strap in and hopefully uh, enjoy the game. Uh, thanks to everyone who got involved uh, with uh, this evening's show. Uh, those of you who sent your messages and uh, as well as listening. Uh, thank you, Nathan Tom, for joining me on this week's Big Match Preview. Cheers, Cheers, lads. Cheers to everyone who's tuned in. I'm Louis Mendes. We'll be back on Sunday to look back at the clash with the Heat Army, praying uh, that we'll be talking about a Charlton side who are in the third round of the FA Cup, but I ain't counting any chickens yet. We shall see you on Sunday. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.